because I was trying to go through a doorway and get to a section because I was dead set and convinced that something was going to happen and absolutely nothing happened. It was completely fine. And we're moving on to our second question now, which comes to us courtesy of Starlight Silverwing. And they want to know if we think that horror is still scary. And this question came from the perspective of the opinion of some people that it doesn't have the same kind of emotional, visceral impact that it used to, whether that's because of CGI or a focus on different types of horror and horrific things. And I'm going to let Chevy go first with this one because she has a lot of opinions on this subject. <laughs> so the, the, the soapbox is all yours. Go, go wild. Uh, I definitely think that for horror, um, being somebody who absolutely loves it in multiple ways besides like loving it, hating it, everything in between, um, I think it hasn't really um, changed for the worse, as some people might say. I think... Um, it's just simply different in how it approaches it because now we have the ability to do horror in so many more ways than just a specific like Sasher thing. And the idea of horror of whether or not it's really scary is completely subjective to one's own like personal feeling and experience. You know, for someone, a, a movie that always gets touted that is like, oh my goodness, it's so scary and so unnerving, right, is something like The Exorcist. It's one of those shining examples of this is a great horror just film and the entire thing. Whether or not that's actually the case is really going to be dependent on who you're asking and what that like personal connection to it is for the person. Um, something that Michael said earlier about the fact that I always and i i never um i always say it to people i 100 percent when it comes to my thoughts and feelings and stuff like that and opinions of things that i gravitate to they always have an emotional connection to me they are never just things that i liked for the sake of liking or because it was something that was popular mm -hmm. it was something that i immediately got touched with on an emotional level and that's the memory regardless of whether or not the thing might be like great or like holds up well it's because that initial interaction is something that i treasure and i remember that i hold on to it so with horror one of the scariest things that i've ever seen was like the original it on the tv series i was Fucking I was love like... that movie, just FYI. The original miniseries. <laughs> this picture, by the way, is from the new one. Is that because I wanted to be something relevant? Yeah. But Jim Bloody Carey, holy crap. A clown. This is why our generation is terrified of you clowns. You mean Tim Curry? What? You mean Tim Curry? Did I say Jim? Did I say <laughs> yes, Jim Carrey? Yes, you did. Well, that is offensive right. to Tim Curry. Yeah. Tim Curry. Uh, bloody amazing in that role. He's responsible yeah. for our entire generation being terrified of clowns, by the way. So <laughs> go on, continue. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where there there's a lot of movies and books and things like that that really will 
um, you know, set the bar or kind of set the thing. And for me, you know, that's still a movie that I really can't watch, even though I know what happens because it just it makes me uncomfortable. I think of myself as being six years old again, rewatching that movie. And it was absolutely terrifying. And I didn't even have a fear of clowns. I just didn't. The entire subject of it was just crazy. And then reading the book later still made me super uncomfortable. And I just felt it. Um, for me, I, I prefer horror in the sense of what will always make or break it for me is always atmosphere because I'm one of those people that if you take away my visual acuity and you take away the sense of being able to defend myself, I immediately go into a very like fight or flight mode. So games like specifically like amnesia was really unsettling because Ooh, yeah. it's amnesia. just dark all the time and you have to balance being in the dark or risk something seeing you while you're trying to figure out this puzzle or whatever and for me it wasn't really the puzzles I was worried about <laughs> it was how am I going to get across that room it's so dark I don't know if I can do it and it's the ability to give myself the paranoia of already hyping it up to myself like I will always 100% be worse and think of something so much more catastrophic than what a game could possibly or a movie possibly give me, which is why I love reading it in the sense of like horror. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's so much better that way. Um, Wait, like, you're even saying though you they prefer see, reading? I, I do because a lot of times there's a lot of little um, nuances. Like games do it pretty well. Uh, movies don't do it as well a lot of times only because there's a certain time limit you're working with so a lot of things you have to do you kind of got to condense into it like when you do very little um, either jump scares or like little unsettling things like one of the things that I one of the movies that I really like that I guess depending on how you you know define it is uh, The Strangers that movie seeing like when you go back and piece it like piece by piece by piece and see where there's actual shots of the people already inside the house. And because you were so like focused on the character that was there, you didn't even notice the person in the background so slightly. And it wasn't calling attention to itself. It was just there. And then on a subsequent watch, you're like, oh my God, it was already there. And you look at a shadow and you're like, oh my God, I thought it was just nothing, but nope. Nope, it there's was already there. Nope, that's terrifying. <laughs> there's something there already, and you're kind of like going there. It's only because reading as a medium, you can give a lot more context into how things feel, how things may smell, how things may sound. And by being able to describe those things accurately, granted, it depends on obviously the writer, you are immediately drawn into this idea of like, oh, okay, so this is where it is. I'm transporting myself there. I've, I've always been really good about doing that with reading because it's always been an outlet. So for me, that's why like it immediately throws me in. And for me, I know my mind will always come up with something and I'm always my own worst enemy. Like I played Soma and there's a part in the game where nothing really happens. It's just the anticipation of it. Oh, I thought that and was the whole game. <laughs> and I basically had like, um, my B my BPM went up to like 135 
trying to go through a door. Jesus, yeah. Oh, I remember I was, that. You had to be yeah. the, the heart monitor on yeah. during the stream. Yeah, because I was trying to go through a doorway and get to a section because I was dead set and convinced that something was going to happen. And absolutely nothing happened. It was completely fine. Well, that's the best so, way to do it. I think yeah. it's really interesting, like how we veered from video games to movies to books. And the chat was actually doing the very same thing. You're pointing out how like you can get so much more horror from a book. But I have never been scared reading a book. And I don't know why, because for whatever reason, I just cannot... And I have a very vivid imagination, but uh, for some reason, I cannot just create that feeling in right. myself when I read it because my brain just doesn't go to those places when I'm reading a book. But a video game will scare the fucking pants off me. Um, Amnesia is probably one of the bestly, best designed horror games like ever made. Just it, There's just something about the way it's it's just put together that is just terrifying like i feel like games like alien isolation wanted to be soma uh just... i think alien isolation did really really well and only because i have a special again i have it's a special a good connection uh... i have a special connection with it i i was kind of let down with soma in certain sections because i think certain sections just drag on a little too long which is also the problem that alien yeah, isolation Soma's had way... as well Really where it was me. just like you know like it was a little whatever but like soma only bothered me in certain places more because i also have a fear of like water so like well not like a fear but i i i always joke with my chat that i think i have thalassophobia because being an open ocean is not the business <laughs> at all so uh, i i feel just... weird if i'm not near the ocean <laughs> Uh, you'd get on on well with Seth because he's afraid of water too, like legitimately terrified of it. Don't like, be afraid. Love... Don't be afraid to chime in here, Lottie. I want to hear. No, your... just uh, I was just so into the conversation, listening to you guys talk about it. I I want I, actually before we before we get to you, Lorterin posted a fairly long comment uh, talking about something called the Fort Kind. Uh, I've never heard of this personally, but the Fort Kind was, was one that I still cannot watch to this day. Not because it was scary in a physical sense, but because I saw it during a time when I was questioning a lot of my life and it, it was targeting those specific things I was questioning. That goes back to what Trevi was saying about what is scary. And I actually want to delve into that in a moment once we get to hear Lottie's thoughts on this. I mean, when it, when it comes to the, the horror medium, I'm still fairly new to it, I would say. As a kid, I kind of avoided horror. I saw Jeepers Creepers at a young age. I saw The Ring. I saw The Grudge. Uh, those are the three that have like really kind of stuck with me because I saw them when I was young and they scared the pants off me. I didn't want my TV in my room for like a month after The Ring, after watching The Ring. Like... I, I was so scared that my TV was just going to turn itself on for a good month or more after watching The Ring. Like, but I, so horror movies for me, I think, are a lot worse than horror games. I've never read a horror book. I haven't gone into that medium yet. But I think movies are worse for me than games because I don't have control. Games, I can control the speed that I'm going through things. Um, if I have a weapon, I can potentially defend myself. If not, I can hide, hopefully, somewhere. Hopefully. Um, 
hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah but with movies it's the character's pace and the character's choices like you're not controlling any part of it so i i don't really watch a lot of horror movies but horror right. games are i i've le- I, I really love them but they terrify me there's something quite nice about that being terrified though in a way <laughs> I'm actually quite interested in what you mentioned about the characters there because one thing like with a video game if you die that's usually it it's game over whereas like in a horror movie that's almost to be expected from like half the cast is or 90% of the cast is going to be dead before the film is out and you, you can't really save them whereas in a video game if you don't save yourself you're you're not going to finish the game but then a lovely title by the name of Until Dawn came out and actually allowed you to selectively mm-hmm. like influence who did die and who didn't. Have you played Until Dawn? I uh, loved Lottie? it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's the perfect... I, I think that's like the perfect video game... Mm-hmm. The word I'm looking for. Um, like setup or idea or... Like a crossover to movies in a way? No, it's the first... It's, a, it's the closest like comparison to what you described from movies. Mm. And that is probably, I think, why maybe that game resonated so well with you. Oh, uh, yeah. That game was amazing. Just like... Because it, it is... It parts... It's like a movie because there's long parts where you're just kind of walking through or there's yeah. like cutscenes and things and then you get to make the choices that in a, a horror movie you wouldn't get to make and it's you caused that death or you saved that person how many people died in your playthrough i got all the way to the end i think and then one person died oh yeah the end of that game was rough like one mistake <laughs> and you're done um yeah it was it was it was just one mistake but uh <laughs> I, I do agree with you guys. Amnesia, I think Amnesia is one of the first horror games I actually played ever. Um, and I that game was so good. There's one point where, um, I mean, this is it's not really a spoiler. It's maybe a mini spoiler. But there's one point where the monster is there. I freaked out, backed into a corner, crouched down and was waiting for it to leave. My character had three heart attacks because I was in the dark. I was looking at the monster, uh, you know, he had three heart attacks in the corner and eventually I got up the courage, walked towards it. It wasn't real. It puffed into smoke. It wasn't even the real monster. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I know exactly what section you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm oh, not man. sure if a monster appears counts as a spoiler. Just FYI, <laughs> when it comes to a horror game. Well, it's I like... guess it not, it not being real was more oh, of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. I was That's thinking. That's true. But yeah, I finished that game without. I think I used one send, uh, box, tinder box. I, I finished the game with like full oil, full tinder box type. I used nothing in case I needed it at a later point. I walked through the dark like the entire game. You're basically the person who saves all the mega elixirs until the final boss and then never uses them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I had to have someone coax me. I had to like talk to myself in a section <laughs> because I, I don't know what it is about doorways. I, I think it's because I'm so short. So doorways like really like have this like really cerebral effect on me where I just like immediately get nervous because I can't see what's coming 
to the side. And then obviously in that game, everything's super dark. So I, I remember knowing and walking slowly and being like, Oh God, it's very, very dark in there. I can't, I can't. And I think I had to like sing, uh, what was it? The Hills are alive in order to like, kind of get me away from it to like slowly edge for like a game could a horror game could be like oh yeah this is like six hours and I'll immediately make it like 12 or 15 because I have to go as slow as possible Mm -hmm. because I won't be able to you know handle it any other method basically It's interesting that you mentioned a song to get you through it because I had the exact same thing while playing Cry of Fear last Halloween um cry of fear it's really old it's free um it it relies a lot on jump scares but it it times them out so well that you're just getting comfortable again and then it it comes again and then it comes she like like, lottie doesn't strike me as the kind of person to like act up her entertainment like she's not going to be like ah oh just 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 to be an actor on the screen and that's entertaining that's cool if streamers want to do that but lottie's no lottie's the real (laughs) deal and I've I'm never not seen convincing lo- enough. I've I can't n- act. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you so terrified in my entire life. Yeah, that game, it, it had the atmosphere down. It had the timings between when you were getting scared by monsters. Like, it's really well done. If you haven't played it, it's free. It's on Steam. It's it, really good. It's interesting. Um, it's like, it doesn't even look that good from, like, a technical level. It looks like yeah. Half-Life, pre-Half-Life 1 kind of textures. It's done in a Half-Life engine, I believe. There you go. Like, literally the square box rooms and stuff. But it still somehow manages to be really freaking terrifying. But due due to my fear in that game, I found out that my safety song, apparently, is the Hamster Dance song. Uh, Because anytime (laughs) I was scared and looking around a corner, I'd start humming the Hamster Dance to myself. Is this the second time we've talked about the Hamster Dance it is. We mentioned it on a previous something about Yeah, that's horror. the one where I started crying with laughter for 10 minutes straight. Yeah. Deba <laughs> oh, No, is that the that's one? The, yeah, that's the one. That's the that's one. Oh my God, yeah. was that just playing on your stream just like over and over? <laughs> that was me, just me humming it. <laughs> oh, just Deba Dibadodo. Anytime I got scared, I'd just start humming that tune to myself. But they, um, I, I why, why do you people do this to yourself? What? It's, it's fun. There's How is fun it fun? Yeah, it. It's fun to be scared for my life. It's like, that is. For me, about, it is. Yeah, How about it, no? That's, like, that's, that's what it is. I'm like, oh, someone says that it's so scary. I won't finish it. Okay, well, we'll get through it. I don't care how it goes, you know, because I'm one of those people where I think a lot of times when I like I throw up my clips and stuff like that of me getting scared, I look like I'm like hamming it up or something, which is why I wanted the heartbeat monitor. Because mm-hmm. I was like, look, you can tell, like, yeah, even like, when I might not be saying something or I'm just kind of like talking like this because I'm kind of afraid of what's going on. You can see that obviously my heart rate is It's not the real deal. It's like, this is not, uh... not it, this is not, not coming down. Uh, speaking of horror, can we appreciate PT for a moment? I could mm-hmm. not. Fiz- so that is one of the only horror games, if you want to call it that, right? Because of the demo that I absolutely could not finish and the only reason why is is it messes with absolutely everything like for my senses Mm -hmm. that i basically the to set the scene of it i played it 
one of my roommates when we were living with them at that time was like, you need to play this because we like to look at Chevy play these games because she's so absolutely hysterical because any little thing will freak her out. So they're all gathered in the living room, this tiny little apartment watching me. And I'm sitting there and I'm playing. And, you know, if you've played at least even a piece of PT, you're just walking through. And at first, everything seems okay. And you're just kind of like, okay, what's going on? However, I'm one of those people that I incessantly have to explore things, even if I'm afraid, because I want to know. And I'll notice something. That would be the worst game for that. I noticed the little details almost immediately. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like this. What is going on? And it kept going, kept going. And as things started to get so bad, I'm just like, okay, well, how am I supposed to do this? It's like, all they do is just tap my shoulder to keep playing. And I kept going and I kept going. And then eventually, I think I dawdled way too long, right? And then jump scare happened. And I almost threw the controller at the TV. And after that, when it all went back, I I couldn't handle once I got to a certain point by myself, basically. I physically could not handle what was going on after the entire interaction that my husband is holding on to me. And my roommates are like, no, come on. Like, you have to finish it. Because this was still at a time where people hadn't, like, really finished it or whatever. Like, come on. You just need to do it. You need to just keep playing and see whatever. And I'm practically in tears holding the controller while I'm trying to move forward and they're just like sitting around laughing. They're like, are you serious? This like, is can you so not? fun. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I can't like you guys, like, this is so bad. They're like, okay, <laughs> somebody took the controller and continued to play like the remaining part of the game that was available while I'm just like an absolute horror. Like I'm one of those cliche people that like, I see a spooky movie or something and I'm watching it like this. Yeah. I'm totally doing that because I'm like, oh, I want to watch this, but I don't, I want to cover my face because somehow that makes me feel safe for whatever reason. It still doesn't yeah. answer the question of how this, why this is fun. <laughs> Cause I, my, I guess I'm just a masochist. Like you said it was fun and then you just spent like the last three minutes explaining why it's absolutely terrifying. And nobody should ever want to do this, which is basically my approach to horror. I uh, almost never touch it. And I feel all the better for it. Like, I'm going to live in my nice little sheltered box where nothing will ever scare me. (laughs) See, I think it's a sense of accomplishment when you eventually, or if, if you eventually kind of finish it, right? Like, after my first stream of Cry of Fear... I didn't want to go back. I didn't want it. Like, I'm the type of person who also then, like, because I stream at night. So then afterwards, it's like, what, half an hour, an hour, I go to bed. I dream of whatever I've been playing. So I have dreams in the world I was playing in. So, like, I would dream in the world of Cry of Fear and everything. And I didn't want to go back. I didn't want, it was too, it was too much after one stream. Mm -hmm. But... I went back and I finished the game and you get to the end and you're like, I did that. I went through that situation and, like, beat it in the end. I think that's the the joy of horror is that you're putting yourself in something that you're not entirely comfortable in, but you work your way through it. Like Outlast, I I don't swear. Like um, I I don't, I'm not a person that swears. Outlast made me swear twice at least. Um, And 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 you guys don't quite understand just how big of a deal that is. 
<laughs> like when Lottie says she doesn't swear, she literally means she does not swear. When, when people curse in her chat room, she has a series of words that she uses <laughs> to like essentially replace the curses like carp. And mm -hmm. what are the other ones, Lottie? And uh, there's carp, there's fudge, there's dingle hopper, there's biscuit barrel. What the hell does dingle boppers and bingo bingle barrels? What? Biscuit barrel. Biscuit barrels. I, I, what I don't know where that came from. What does that even stand for? Obviously, you can't tell me because you don't curse. Uh... Uh, it's just one that I just replace any swear word with these words. It's just, it's no, just yeah, but it kind of feels like you've specifically used fudge for like the F oh, word. Oh yeah, fudge for the F word and carp for um, shit carp and yeah. Excuse yeah. my language. But biscuit barrels just kind of inter interchangeable whenever, <laughs> and dingle hopper just comes out every so often, which is a word from the Little Mermaid. That's <laughs> what she calls a fork, I think. Sure, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> I just, I just stay away from it. I don't touch it. But this. You guys clearly are still being terrified by horror, so obviously it's doing something right. Yeah, and... I mean, it, it just runs wild. I, I'm glad to know that Lottie does experience the same <laughs> thing I do, because I did the exact same thing during Alien Isolation, because there's a vent that leaves from my stream room, like uh, the air conditioner, the central heating and air vent, before I can like go to my bedroom. And I will 100% not lie that I had to turn on my living room lights and the hallway light, look up, <laughs> slowly walk, and, like, just run to my bedroom and then turn off the lights because I wasn't comfortable with the fact that I was like, oh, it's gonna, something's going to happen. Something's going to pop out from the vent and I'm going to be screwed. Poor Chevy, you guys are going to need therapy after this uh, discussion. <laughs> Quick Roundup point before we move on to the next question. I think part of the reason why, like, there's a the whole idea was, like, is it still scary? And you you touched on this a little. It's because of what you personally consider scary, and like my generation. To us, the idea of scary was like a normal person coming into our suburban neighborhood and causing terror to people. Because like back in the 80s, crime was like at some of the highest it had ever been. And uh, people were scared of like what other people could do because television was exposing them to like these murderers and killers and all this kind of mad, crazy stuff that crushed our, our belief that like, oh, you were safe in your home and everything was okay. And... That's what was popular back then, just mad serial killers invading your life in some terrifying way. And over time, that has changed to like an example would be like Get Out, which is a movie about a black man dealing with two incredibly racist individuals and the horrifying ways in which they treat him purely because of his uh, ethnicity and someone like myself has no context for like why that's scary, why that is terrifying, why this man is so frightened for himself. But there are millions and millions of other people who think that's the scariest like possible experience in their entire lives. And it, it all depends on what we personally uh, have experienced. And every new generation is going to experience new things. So new things are going to scare them. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. Pretty uh, much. 
is it still scary? The question, like the idea was taken from the context that this person believes that scary, that scary, that horror wasn't as scary as it used to be. And jumping off from that perspective, uh, horror is just fear. Fear is a part of human nature. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Like yeah. what's scare, what's fearful to one person may not be fearful to another. And Oof, horror is scary. I think we can definitely all agree on that one. <laughs> hey there, folks. Good job getting to the end of the show. Before you do anything, please do check out our guests for today's episode. You can find links to their stuff in the descriptions of wherever you're watching this. If you did enjoy the show, please do check us out on social media. You can find us under No Word Count pretty much everywhere. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on podcast apps and websites, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we will soon be on Patreon. So if you feel like you enjoy the content and would like to support us, that would be a legitimate way to do so soon. And you can also help us out with a subscription over on Twitch that will help us improve the quality of the show in the future and continue to bring on engaging interesting guests and have worthwhile discussions thank you for tuning in take care of yourselves stay beautiful <laughs>